0: Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Status Go. Special because what we're going to share today is a recording from a LinkedIn Live event, Digital Dialogue, hosted by the Institute for Digital Transformation. In that event, I had a conversation with Mike King and Chuck Giorgio regarding the proliferation of CXO titles, CIO. CTO, CDO, CDXO. We had a great conversation, and we wanted to share it here with you, listeners of the Status Go podcast. So, join us if you will, and listen in on this conversation. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From Intervision, this is Status Go. The show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Hello, and thank you very much for joining. Uh, this is Jeff Tun. I'm your host for today's Digital Dialogue. I'm an author, a speaker, and I host the Status Go podcast. Today, we're going to have a great conversation for you. Uh, surrounding the CIO title of all things. So, uh, you know, when you look at it, we've got we've got CIO, and then we had CTO. Then we got CDO, and that could mean either chief data officer, or chief digital officer. Now we're starting to see CDXO for digital transformation officer. The C-suite titles are proliferating almost as fast as you can count them, and certainly as fast as I can say them. In many people's minds, the CIO or the chief information officer has been relegated to chief infrastructure officer. Is is that really the case? And if it is, how did we get here? Over the last few months, I've had conversations with tech leaders across the country. Two of these conversations really jumped out at me because they happened within days of each other. The first was with Mike King. Mike is the CEO of Daxios, a data analytics company focused on the automobile industry. A few days later, during an Institute for Digital Transformation Fellows meeting, one of the fellows, Chuck Papa Giorgio, made a comment, and he may call it a snarky comment, about the relevance of the CIO. Within days, the premise for this digital dialogue was born. So welcome to the CIO is dead. Long live the CIO. Uh, gentlemen, why don't you uh, come on in here and we'll get started. Mike, let's start with you. Can you introduce yourself to the to the, the viewers and a little bit about your background, sir? Uh,
1: hey there, Jeff. Yeah, Mike King, uh, CEO of Daxios, which is a connected engineering digital platform. Uh, definitely an industry veteran. Uh, uh, started my career uh, more than three decades ago out at Boeing. Uh, hired into the shop as a performance analyst for wings, and uh, kind of back then it wasn't IoT and digital. It was uh, go solve some problems and and you know help <laughs> help us uh, build airplanes. Uh, and kind of from there, my career has kind of followed that path. Uh, yeah, whether it's in you know factory management, supply chain, finance, systems. You know, 18 years at Boeing before uh, coming out to Indiana, uh, worked for Cummins, uh, led their financial systems and then their enterprise analytics. Uh, apparently, I complained too loudly about uh, how we could improve them, and was then asked to go ahead and uh, help. Uh, and then for the last seven years, I've been part of LHP Engineering. Uh, where we do everything from embedded software for products, to smart factory, to connected everything, and that's where Daxios has been out,
0: so excellent and mike i love the way you describe your time at boeing As your job was to keep the wings on the airplane uh as as someone who's getting ready to jump on a plane on sunday i hope they stay on there we
1: did a marketing survey and that was very high score amongst our uh (laughs) what people wanted
2: yeah absolutely (laughs) chuck do you mind introducing yourself sir yeah don't mind it at all so my name is chuck papa i'm like mike said i've been around a long time um industry expert i don't know about that but definitely a lot of industry knowledge i've uh, been uh, playing around technology for almost three decades started out as an engineer minor computer science started building systems worked for big companies like ups uh, run operations for keen manage everything from fifteen thousand employees developers technical people to five persons built a few startup companies um built an ai company so i've been actively working with the technology firms and industry now for a long time. Uh, I have uh, probably about a half a dozen CIOs that are my clients now that I work with. Some of them run you know, half a billion to a billion dollar companies, some of them even larger. So I'm pretty active. Uh, in the technology space in general. And I do make snarky comments. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they are tuning in right now saying, Chuck, what do you mean my role is dead? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, I want to start with you because uh, this 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 genesis for this idea really started with a conversation you and I had. When you think about the role of, of CIO when it when it pertains to this digital era this digital transformation era that we're in what are some of your thoughts around that role and what is happening to the role of the cio
1: yeah what we see we kind of see things kind of uh coming together um kind of as convergence if you think about digital you got your embedded software your the data in the thing that you're trying to improve you've got the connectivity how do you get the data in and out and then analytics what do you want to do with it and key to that um are the folks that own the servers that own the network that own the cloud that whether they're ready or not uh, own security Um, and and what we're seeing as we work with companies and again this was back day one at boeing is you know everyone's on your team how do you get the data you need and so we're talking with CIOs and their teams, business side teams and, and their folks about how do we work together? Um, and you think about digital transformation, I think the one role and the one group that needs to transform the most and is, whether they want to or not, is that CIO. Yep. You know, and we, we talk about in our world, like you know, customers want to connect to a truck that's moving down the freeway download software, upload new software, make sure it's all secure. And oh by the way, CIO, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and most folks aren't ready for that. Um, yeah. and it's and it's like, well, ready or not? That's the gig. Um, and so again, a lot of our customers like you know and companies that, that we work with is like, what do I do? How do I not get fired? <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, how do I communicate? What we see as a risk to our you know C-suite or others that are trying to you know go big and do all these great crazy things, yeah, yeah,
0: so so Chuck, uh, I, I know it's going to be hard to remember which snarky comment you made, <laughs> <laughs> but but we were talking about digital transformation and the mm-hmm. role of the i t leader, the CIO, and so can you kind of paraphrase what what, yeah. you, what you brought to the table that day?
2: Yeah, so it, it's it's kind of interesting because there is the the business view that needs to transfer through technology, and then there's the IT view that needs to transform the technology. And there's a big difference between the two. And and the comment, the snarky comment that I made was that you know, a CIO the The executive that's responsible for transforming the technology is not the same as the Chief Digital Officer or whatever the hell the new title is going to be, that's responsible for transforming the company through technology. And in my experience, you know we have CIOs that just will never make the transition because they don't think like business people. And then there's CIOs, and I know a few of them that are just brilliant business strategies that happen to be technologists. And I think a lot of companies are struggling with, what do I do with that? And and I have, you know, it's funny, I have a, a CEO. Um, he's no longer a client now. He's a friend. He runs a billion-dollar company. And uh, on the occasional, hey, can I pick your brain? I'll buy you a drink and a cigar at a local uh, you know, his place, and he'll sit down and he'll start talking about things. And I'm listening to him, like, why isn't your CIO helping you understand that? Because, and, then, and he'd say something like, well, I try to talk to him about that, and all he can think about is how many developers, how many resources, you know, what service do I need? And, and, and instead of trying to understand what it is that we're trying to do, why it's important, and help me as the CEO, understand what it means for the company, not just the IT shop. So that's the snarky comment that I made that CIO does not automatically equal chief digital officer and IT transformation does not automatically equal digital transformation. So that was the premise.
0: Well, and, and so I, I personally was a CIO for about 10 years and um whenever i i hear this conversation and i start thinking about this proliferation of of titles i kind of take it personally because i i i always saw myself as the 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 latter description that you gave chuck as a business person first uh who happened to be a technologist secondarily uh and i always felt like you know the reason these titles were Were continually to be added into the C-suite was because the CIO wasn't doing his or her job, Um, and what you know that sounds sounds bad to a lot of the CIOs out there. But what I really mean by that is the businesses our businesses are looking for something. They may not be able to articulate what it is they're looking for, um, but what their solution is to add another C-suite person because they're not getting it out of the current person right so hey let's just let's add somebody else to the mix uh and and that's what happens as you start getting all these different different titles and i think it's been interesting to to watch um because we end up having these fiefdoms then right we've got the cio who doesn't talk to the cto who doesn't and, and who's in charge of the strategy and and all
2: that right so so here's an interesting so i had this conversation with somebody (laughs) not too long ago a few weeks ago a client of the client big big customer asked them to do something and they were planning to set up a meeting and they asked my advice in the meeting and i said well tell me what your strategy is going to be and the tech team says well we're going to go ask them the requirements i'm like um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wait a customer asked you to go in and provide some advice in strategy you're going to walk in, and the first thing you're going to say tell me what your requirements are i said well that's not going to get you far and i it was the funniest conversation i introduced them to the probably the oldest model in consultative sales, the spin model i said before you go you need to know what the situation is, what the problems are. You're going to want to understand that. And when you walk in, you don't walk in like a typical development and says, tell me your requirements so I can write code. You walk in and say, hey, this is a strategy I think you're pursuing. is We still haven't gotten technology teams inside companies to start thinking like solution providers. That's That's another exactly one of those right. challenges.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the solution provider attitude is a, is a great one. We had a we had a question a little bit ago from uh, Hugh O'Carroll uh, with the rapid growth of technology needs and the resulting decentralization of technology, which is something Mike you and I've talked about across the modern enterprise. Should CIOs fret about the emergence of the dreaded shadow IT, Mike? What are your What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, having been the shadow IT on many times, <laughs> I think. I think it's a, a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, and, and again, you know one of the, the values of digital transformation is running a business at scale, touching mm-hmm. every part of the company you know going towards one one end. and so and again, it's part of the I think the maturity of the CIO role as well as on the business side is CIOs need to embrace and protect and sponsor those shadow IT who are known for spending no money, keeping everybody happy, know everything about everything, right? Embedded into the, into the various layers of the business. Why wouldn't we leverage those folks? Yeah. yeah. But, but give them structure, give them the scale of the company that the CIO can bring, but not the overhead or the bureaucracy. Right, champion those folks, give them the opportunity, learn from them. Yeah. And then we talked, Jeff, about sort of the role of like the chief architect. It's like, send those folks out there to learn what's truly happening in the business. Because again, having lived down the shop floor, on the flight line, you'll take any help you can get <laughs> yeah. as long as they don't muck anything up. And yeah. so yeah. the biggest and, issue and is go ahead, Chuck. Is, is, hey, and I'm, I'm with is Mike understand on that our on. systems And so, Really, it's get out of the, the, the ivory tower and get out to the business yep. and sponsor okay. them and lead them. They're looking for leadership and then represent that to the leadership team, right? Yeah, it's
2: it's fascinating because yeah. I I had this conversation. Let, let's start from what is the definition of shadow IT, right? So I had this conversation <laughs> with one of the, the CIOs that I mentor, uh, want I say, Total company revenue, $9 billion. They have plants in about manufacturing plants in, I think, six or seven countries. They have about a dozen manufacturing plants in North America. And the US CIO built her own shadow IT because the corporate CIO used <laughs> that as shadow IT. There's this regional CIO, darn it, I want to put their own IT stuff in place. And it's just, you know, just even the word shadow IT makes me cringe because in the end, it's not like you go to the finance department and say, hey, is there any finance, any shadow money in this company? Any shadow finance? Because if they did that and they said yes, you'd be like, well, somebody needs to get fired, right? Because that means finance and not managing the money. And here we are talking about shadow IT and it's like, no, it's technology, the company needs to operate technology people that use. If you don't have a way like like Mike says, if you can't go understand why they use a technology and how to make it easy for them to use, you have a problem. And then not to also downplay the fact that not everybody's like Mike and Chuck and Jeff, right? We kind of build shadow IT shops, <laughs> but we kind of know what we're doing. A lot of the people that do that don't. They don't understand security. They don't understand. Privacy, and when everything blows up, that company is in trouble. So the CIO had nothing to do with it, but guess what? They get tagged <laughs> yeah. with it. So yeah, it's, it's a yeah. embrace it is the right word. Embrace it, channel it, understand why they do it and give them an answer, figure out a way to say yes.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because uh, we were brought in by a CIO was like you know, and the company didn't think they were doing anything in, in digital. I said, well, let, let's ask around. And so we went out to all the teams around the world. It's like, what are you guys doing? Here's a map full of all kinds of great stuff. And they're all doing the same thing, but just in pockets. It's like the only thing missing is a leader and you've got the whole thing already running. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, it's like, so step in and lead.
0: I, I always tried to embrace shadow IT when I was, when I was CIO. Uh, it was a way to help me manage the constraints I was under right if i could if i could get other people to do some of the work good yeah. good lord why wouldn't i take advantage it's of that amazing I, what
1: you can do with the perishable tools and shop supply budget you know. yeah
0: that's right that's right <laughs> yes uh, you know we uh we were a uh we were a sharepoint shop but we also went uh google uh from uh uh an email platform and you know google sites you can build your own sites and we started to see these google sites popping up uh everywhere that were not being developed by by it so i gathered the people that were publishing these sites together and we just sat down i think they thought they were going to get in trouble you know the cio was going <laughs> to yep. come in and smack their hand with a, a <clears> like a nun um and and we really just had this great conversation about hey mike i see you you built this uh this google sites and uh Should it be open to the public or should it be internal? And Mike says, well, gosh, it should be internal. And I'm like, well, you do realize you've got it set public right now. (laughs) So maybe we should change that. Right. And and so you start to let the team put the guardrails around it and some of the controls around it. Right. So we've had a we've had a couple of uh, suggestions in the comments about the the, what CIO should be right? It should be the chief innovation officer. Uh, was one of the comments. Another one was uh, uh, chief business design officer. Um, I think those are those are great. And so when you think about the the customers that you work with, um, are you seeing the 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 technology leader, the IT leader? being that innovation officer are you seeing them being that business design officer are some of them getting involved in those conversations yeah
1: yeah we're we're definitely seeing that. again as as companies mature in this again it's sometimes you need specialists to sort of get the programs running but as you start hitting this stride what you end up having to do is actually shrink down the titles cuz only one person can own the cloud only one person can own security. Um, And so it is really that reality of you're in this, so you got to figure it out and lead this. Um, And even to the point where we're seeing the CIO taking on far more business-facing responsibility, whether it's analytics, whether it's running parts of the the actual production. Um, Because at a leadership team level, you only have a certain number of seats. And so as you get better, as you integrate all these different uh, areas, those convergence walls start to become new silos. And as the speed picks up under your digital, as the data is flowing, those walls are all going to start disappearing. Yep. And so we're, we're seeing, again, it could be, like you said, a technical person, a strategic. It depends on the environment. Um, but everyone trying to do the cio's job that the cio is fully capable of doing you can't afford it and it just gets in the way yeah. and so as companies mature those start going away
2: so, so i'll have a slightly different i'm not disagreeing yeah. with you just a, no. yeah okay yeah, no. yeah. so so first of all you know at some point we're going to have a a chief of chief of titles I mean, it's like I'm just everybody's got a chief in front of them. We're like, okay, but what are you actually a chief of, right? So so we're going to start from the fact that take it a take it back to first principles. If the company leadership is not technology aware, technology enabled and they don't want to be, perfectly acceptable choice, they need to have the member of the team that brings that technology aspect to the table. Now, there's not a single member on the executive team these days that's not an information officer. If you have a C-level person that believes digital information is useless, you should fire them because they're an idiot and out of touch, (laughs) right? So I don't think that, and I haven't met anyone, well, maybe 20 years ago, (laughs) but these days, these days, every C-level person understands the importance and they have a little bit of that CIO responsibility because they get it. So, but what you don't have is the understanding of the deployment and implementation of the technology, the impact on the business and things like that. So every C-level suite needs to have somebody like that. right? Now, what the title is, call them (laughs) anything you want. It doesn't really matter. As long as everybody knows that there's the direction that's coming about all these things. And then you can talk about all right now who owns the plumbing the infrastructure who owns security who owns all this thing so so to me always start from you know companies don't transform executive leadership teams at the top transform which then drives the transformation of the company that's good so then and then talk about then talk about the actual individual I, I had a funny conversation with a Pretty well-known recruiting firm about, I don't know, six months ago. Called me up, said, hey, uh, we're looking for somebody for this job. And, you know, somebody told me about the job. What's the job? So she goes to the job. and it's like, wow, man, if I was looking for a job, I'd go after that. And I quote, oh, you don't qualify for that job. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, she goes, oh, my God, you could do your job with your eyes closed and two hands behind your back on one leg, but you won't qualify. I said, what do you mean? Part of the requirement is that they want you to have this couple of certifications she off. And I just started laughing. I'm like, okay. So this executive team doesn't understand what this C-level person is going to do. They think that being a Cisco certified is gonna is the requirement for being at a C-level role, right? So it's this whole title thing, it just frustrates me most of the times because it doesn't mean the same thing in different companies. Yeah. Well,
0: and and I think where the confusion comes in is when you have that proliferation, right? And you've got so many people that are trying to, they're all trying to do the right thing uh, for the (laughs) most part, uh, but they're stepping on each other's toes as you're doing it. I I saw a comment a minute ago from from Chris that we should... uh, we should call the c i o the the chief chaos officer <laughs> chaos officer uh because that's really what you're doing right is managing the chaos i i, I love that um, and uh i think uh yeah buck you that's a that's a great point there from uh from buck Bryan It needs to lead the orchestration yeah. uh the c i o almost becomes the conductor yeah. uh of the and of
1: the and, and throughout that i think what we're seeing is whatever CXO title, whatever maturity, the CIO is a partner of whoever that person or person's are. Um And so they have to have that seat at the table, the manage the risk, the implementation. And if it's uh, the CTO, if it's a CDIO, whatever, fabulous. But it doesn't resolve the issue that the CIO is now a critical path at the table owning and partnering and and uh, and bringing it home and i think when i see the explosion of titles is everyone's running from the title of cio or some of the crappy work that they got to do
2: right because they want all the fun stuff right yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and that's disservice. And that is a disservice to the organization because in the end somebody still has to run the plumbing That's right. That's right, right? Yeah. somebody yeah. has to worry about security it's a So it's fascinating. The the other thing to to this whole CIO thing is that that there's some companies where the CIO is responsible for operating that technology because the company doesn't sell technology. It sells a product that utilizes technology, right? But then there's other companies where they're not becoming hybrid. They actually sell technology. They have digital products. And it's fascinating to me when The CIO doesn't know anything about product development, doesn't understand product development, never sat down through the painful process of multiple focus groups to understand what they want. So then then all of a sudden they become the, okay, I'm the CIO and now I own product development. I own the digital product portfolio. And you're sitting there like, okay, I I get it that you do, but who's your person on your team that actually understands product development? so I was asked to speak to a group in a major Metro City CIOs, and they asked me about one of the questions they want to talk about was how come not more of us are invited to sit on corporate boards? And I know Jeff, you're gonna say it was a snarky comment, and it kind of was. <laughs> I said, I said, I'll tell you why, show of hands. How many of you can describe an ROIC model? Maybe 10% understood. The other didn't even know what the acronym meant. I was like, okay, so. If you can't explain a return invested capital model to your board, how are you going to ask them to give you money to develop futures, right? Let alone things that you want to experiment with. So it's, it's this, we're in this weird place right now. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's just, it's fascinating.
0: I I love some of the, some of the comments that, that are coming in uh, as we're, as we're having this conversation. Uh, And, and Mike, you said something that I thought was, was, uh, pretty important that I, that I want to go back to for just a second. And that is, regardless of how many C titles you have, the the person that is in charge of the, the technology, the CIO, as we're calling them uh, today, uh, is now critical path yes. uh, in organizations where they might not have, you know, Chuck, you were talking about organizations whose product or service is not technology, it's something else. But now all of a sudden, the CIO is finding themselves in critical path. And, and so my, my question for you uh, is, are the CIOs ready to be in critical
1: path? <laughs> so Ready or not. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's the thing is, is this is a macro issue. And so companies are competing on how well they can answer that question. Uh, and so I think it's, and what we're seeing is an opportunity for the CIO, either intentionally or the openings there, to sort of whining about not being at the table or not having the opportunity to lead, is a step in. Because I mean, the CIO, at the end of the day, they got the boots on the ground, they've got more coverage to the organization than anyone, probably even better than finance. So, in actually executing all these programs you know managing the data the connectivity the security the risk the scale nobody else can do it they have to show up yeah and if they yeah. don't understand
2: it get out there and learn
1: yeah right? and here's a, yeah.
2: He's an interesting uh and and some of my cio friends are gonna cringe when i say this but the best cio i've ever worked with was actually didn't have the title cio he had the title of COO because and by far the most competent CIO I ever known and I ever worked with run a multi-billion dollar operation, operations all over the world. He had the title of chief operating officer because the company and the executive team clearly understood that the CIO, the guy that runs the plumbing, the CISO, in the end, it's all about running the operation of a company and 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 it was a shift and this was an, a hardcore operator executive who happened to have a solid technology background and could provide guidance to the cio and the cto and the cso and all these other technology c levels so yeah you're right the cio has to step in and recognize that yeah you you're not running the plumbing anymore you're responsible for the operations of the company right so yeah, absolutely
0: but 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 to your point earlier chuck about the someone still has to run the plumbing right and uh, so a, a good friend of mine glenn keller i i love this quote from him glenn, glenn always says no one wants to talk strategies when the printers are down yes right <laughs> you, you gotta have you gotta have that stuff going on uh and jeff dodson just made a great comment uh on this question that we were just asking uh, is the in- inverse also uh, an issue? Is the exec team ready for a CIO to be a to be a company leader? And uh, many times they're not because they still see the CIO kind of in this box, right?
2: Yeah, I don't buy that. No, 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 you think, not you for think a the minute. Companies are ready. No, I don't think. I, I think that. I think that's the wrong question. Okay. Uh, I mean, any leadership team. If you step into a role and you demonstrate competence and consistent behavior and understanding and alignment with the team's values, why the hell would they not accept you for that? So it's it's, that's the wrong question. It's now, of course, they're ready. They're always ready if you show up in a model that they understand that fits with the definition of ready. But if you show up and you want to talk about the futuristic things that you want to do with technology, but don't understand fundamental company operations. They'll never be ready for you. Yeah, yeah, Mike, the, way you I would
1: it, the way I would put it is, again, a lot of CEOs have no clue. Yeah. Right? This is not why they're CEO. And so to, to Chuck's point, they're waiting for someone to step in and partner, lead, own. Um, and so they'll come back and, and you know, they think digital transformation is a VR headset and, you know, whatever, like, right? you know, oh, I, I see the digital twin, right? You know. Literally, so there's a, definitely a, an understanding gap in a lot of CEOs. Yeah. And that's where the CIO definitely needs to step in, whether as the leader or the coach or the partner, because they are the technical leader for information in the company. But they can't come at it to Chuck's point, what's your requirements and how many users and, right? right. It's yeah. what does this mean to the company? The risk, the the execution, the opportunity, Right, how do we as a leadership team work together through that? So that's the leadership void that is there. That is, and again, they wouldn't think in the traditional CIOs, the printer down, do the cell phones work right role, that the CIO would step forward, but leaders lead. Right, yeah. And it doesn't yeah. matter what your job title is, if you're not stepping in and if you see the risk, the opportunity, right, and, and you've got the wherewithal to, to step in, We'll take anybody. But, yeah, but, and, know and know that's what? the other but thing. I,
0: I guarantee you, if you're in a if you're in a board meeting and you're the CIO, sure. and the the AV equipment doesn't work, everybody's looking at you to fix it. Everybody. Okay. And it's like, I'm sorry. I don't know. At that point.
1: But it comes with the, the job. Security, If the security <laughs> yeah, on your connected product goes tits up, CIO yeah. gets called, called just the same. Bingo. Yeah. Whether whether he or she had anything to do. Good, with point. Good, point. Good right. point. Good point. So it's
2: accepted. You know, in, in, when I was the, when I was the service, he said, "Embrace the suck. It's <laughs> gonna suck. It's part of the job." You know, yeah. it's funny. I jo- I joke with my house. I'm the geek squad for my entire family. Yes. Yes. Okay, but you know what? It's it, if you're gonna step up and 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 lead and say, "Well, I'm the technology person." Yes, you're going to get the goofy questions. Hey, you know what? How come I can get my phone to do X? Of course it is. It's part of the job. It's part yeah. of being human. The right. other thing to Mike's point, though, is, and, and that's the other snarky comment that I make when I go to a leadership conference, don't confuse leadership and management right. because oh, yeah. you might be a great leadership, management, competence, and popularity at the four dimensions that everybody confuses all the time. If you're going to step up to the C-suite, not only do you have to be able to be to, to demonstrate leadership capabilities, you better know how to manage what you're trying to manage. You better be competent, and don't confuse popularity with what needs to get done. Because if you're in the C-suite, you're gonna have to make some unpopular decisions. So, yeah, you know, it's yeah, very
0: very good point. Hey hey guys, we are we are running up on time already. I knew this was we may have to do a part two of this conversation uh, but, but but before we end i i i always love to to end whether it's my status quo podcast or whether it's one of the digital dialogues i always love to end with a, a very strong call to action so i'm going to put you guys on the spot uh, and chuck i'm going to tag you first what are one or two things our listeners should do tomorrow because they listen to this conversation today, what are their actions that they should go do?
2: Well, the the first thing that I would do as a CIO, if, if either a CIO or an aspiring CIO, is understand the function that I want to play or decide the function that I want to play within the business. And if I decide I want to be the person for technology, the executive that's going to drive that, then go understand the business, understand how the financials of the business work, understand that because you don't want to ever walk into a C-level suite and talk about your technology in a vacuum as an isolated thing. So that's the first thing. And the second thing that I would do is understand that somebody has to run the plumbing. So maybe find a more efficient way to run the plumbing if you don't want to run it, but somebody has to run the plumbing. Yep. Yep. Great, great point.
0: Mike, how about you? What's one or two things that you would recommend yeah, our listeners? Definitely to? a
1: couple. I think the first one is for that CIO, take the staff and go see the business, go out to manufacturing, go out to engineering, go out to your sales teams with a simple ask, how can we help?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The CIO can help more people just by saying yes and showing it, smallest thing in the world. But how can I help a CIO help you go better, faster, be more efficient and champion that? And And then the second piece, I think we don't touch on it enough, is this is a new expectation for a lot of people in the organization and recognize that. And so start talking to your teams about what are they seeing, your architects, your infrastructure folks. Your network and it's like, what do we not know? How can we as an organization get ready for this? How do our employees get ready for this? Do we have the processes that are set up for our business partners? Not at the C-suite, but at the ground roots, right? How do we enable that? And and just recognize you are where you are. And it's a journey, and let's work it together. And it's all just working together. I and mean, that was uh, one of the big mottos at Boeing, is like, you know. The hardest thing about you know flying building an airplane is to convince four million individual parts to leave the ground at the same time. <laughs> that that only flies if we all work together. Yeah. Every one of us doing our job, working together. And if we work together, we touch the sky. And so that's it is what it is. Yeah. Get out there, talk to your folks, lead your team. It's a in of the day, this is a people issue. It's people working together. Leveraging data, making great decisions with data, line of sight from top to bottom, and CIO plays a, a huge role, probably the most pivotal role, regardless of how they're positioned, regardless of the title, and they've got to be there. Their teams have got to be ready for it. Yep. And so I, 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 will,
0: I will add to that, um, you know, when you, when you do go out uh, and be in the business is to to listen and observe right um listening and observing you can learn a lot uh i used to love uh going on uh, we called them ride-alongs when i was with uh, goodwill and i'd ride along with kent kramer who's now the the ceo there and we go to the retail stores and it was an opportunity to see the store through his eyes what's important to him what's he looking at what questions is he asking I didn't even have to say, how can we help? There was I'd walk away with thousands of ways we could help uh, right Just by observing. So, gentlemen, I I have to pause and say thank you very much for carving out time to be on this digital dialogue. It was a lot of fun. So thank you guys very much. With that, gentlemen, thank you so much. Listeners and viewers, thank you so much. Uh, Until next time, this is another digital dialogue. Thank you very much for joining us today on this special episode of Status Go. If you have a question or want to learn more, visit intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. If you'd like to learn more about the Institute for Digital Transformation, visit www.i4dt.org. That's I, the number four, DT.org. This is Jeff Tunn. Mike King and Chuck Papa Giorgio, thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.